on systems and routines, it's important that we um, keep the focus on what we want to become or the focus should be on uh, the major identity you're trying to build. You want to become a person who, you want to become a runner and not just someone that um, run, that runs once a day, yeah? And, um, so, sorry, going back a little, when you miss one day of your workout, you could always um, use the never miss twice in a row uh, as a mantra for yourself to get back on track. Like, um, when you miss once, always get back on track. Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you're listening to us. This is the Creative Chronicles, the podcast for designers and developers. Here on the show, we share our experiences, our learnings and our feelings. We keep it real. We explore topics and conversations to help you become a well-rounded professional. My name is Bright Demeka, and as always, I'm joined by the man, the meat, and the legend, Boss UK Chikunda. Ah, good morning. Good morning, Boss. Hello, good morning, and welcome to New Year's Eve with yeah, happy new year everyone. Happy new year, happy new year, happy new year. It's great to be back. Uh recording a new episode. Uh how do we even used to press this record button? How do we used to do this? Yeah, but well, uh with time we'll get back into the groove of things. Awesome, cool, cool. I, I remember our first segment always on the show is uh, the cool tip and the cool or the cool tool for the week for me it would be a cool tool right so there this app i'm actually using is called strava s-t-r-a-v-a it's actually an app for athletes or anyone that generally wants to keep fit or get in a good workout like you could use it to keep track of your training your running distances your heart rate your riding distance your walking distance and a whole whole lot more i've not explored everything that app has to offer but from just using for um a few weeks yeah i've been able to keep track of what i am doing uh in terms of my health and my working out so i definitely recommend using strava app if you are looking to um Either start running or start riding or cycling and uh, walking. I think it's a really, really good app. That's cool. Yeah. So, my cool, uh, cool and also tip of the week is basically not picking apps. I find out that a lot of people use a lot of suboptimal apps and tools to pick notes. I've heard of some people who send WhatsApp messages to themselves. Yeah. As a means so- of transparent notes to, from one device to the other. But most of the note picking apps have both web and mobile access, and so you could have your notes on each of the devices, have as easy access to your notes. There are a lot of them. Of course, Evernote is there, but Evernote might be pricey and the free term might not be good enough. There's OneNote, which is completely free from Microsoft. There's, uh, there's Keep from Google. There are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of free, if you're a cheap skit like me, there are a lot of free note-taking applications. If you want to pay too, there are there are a lot of paid versions like Evernote and the rest of them. Mm, yeah, so it's, yeah. It's a good way to take notes that are, would I say, universally accessible across all your devices. Yeah, 
Yeah, awesome. Uh, uh, when you were saying, some people were sending WhatsApp messages to themselves. I was like, uh, guilty. I used to be guilty very well, Sha. Um, yeah, no. I didn't know that was possible, though. I, I did not. I did not realize that was a use case for WhatsApp. You know, there are many. There are many products that are used for things other than what they are designed for. Yep. For example, I had BlackBerry Messenger for on my phone till it was total. It was finally decommissioned. Not because I was using BlackBerry Messenger, but one when your BlackBerry Messenger always has, at least on Android, it always has a. A notification that doesn't go away that tells you whether your phone is connected to the internet or not. So I used BBM more of, I used it more as a internet indicator, a network indicator, than actually a chatting application. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, awesome. Like, like the way I used WhatsApp messaging thing is that my brother, my younger brother, he, he knows that when he sees something that is gibberish that or doesn't concern him on his WhatsApp, he knows I'm just putting it on his WhatsApp to copy it when I am using WhatsApp web. Yeah. So what I then use as the hack later is to use Skype. Um, for, for Skype, you can create a messaging group and you'll just be the only participant in the group, right? So <laughs> basically what I'll do is um, if I have a long form of test or something, yeah, that's before I started using um, Google Docs and Google Keep. I'll post a message on the Skype group I created, right? And then I'll go to my other device and copy it. But, but thank God for uh, note-taking apps. They are actually lifesavers. Awesome. Yeah, yeah but, but, but that does not still remove what I use Skype for. Like, I still, there are use cases where I still use Skype, the group I created for myself, and I would use it to just save something. I would would get to because the search is beautiful. I could always use search feature to look for that exact thing. Um, Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Today, uh, we are going to be talking about something, something really, really interesting. Um, You mentioned this last year. I think it was um, doing a cool tool or tips segment where you mentioned that instead of setting goals, it's a good thing to have systems. And I was like, "Hmm, what would be an amazing way to start this year's episodes, let's just talk about systems and routines and help uh, everyone listening could have um, and form and create better systems and routines around the habits we want to have. So today's episode is about uh, better um, creating systems and routines for better work habits, right? We'll be focusing on that. Uh, um, there's this quote I'd like to read. It's from James Clare. He said the key to building lasting habits is focusing on creating a new identity first. Your current behaviors are simply a reflection of your current identity. What you do now is a mirror image of the type of person you believe that you are, either consciously or unconsciously. To change behavior for good, you need to start believing new things about yourself and then build identity-based habits. So we're going to talk about these systems, right, for building identity-based habits. Um, let's explore systems and routines. There's one misconception people might have that, um, that they don't normally have systems and routines, but it might not be intentionally. You might have not curated this system or routines intentionally, but we all have like a de facto uh, routine we go through uh, both for work and for living. 
So uh, how, how do you think we can now be uh, more uh, intentional about curating this uh, more informed systems and routines that would make us more productive? The first way to be intentional is one, find out what it is what, what it is you want to do. What's the purpose of creating the system? Because if there is no focus, then it's not you're not going to number one, you, you might not even think you need to create one because it's a means to an end. The system is not the end in itself. So what for what purpose do you need a system for? What do you want to do? You want to probably optimize your work, you want to do XYZ better. I want to start doing XYZ. So what's the purpose? Then two, what are the uh, what are the components of a good system that will help you achieve the purpose? For example, then in school, you know that when if you somebody who, who wants to improve their reading habits or who wants to be, take their, their studies more seriously, you see that you most people will tend to join the group of the group of students that are known for reading a lot, rather than hanging out with those who don't think that much. So environment too, environment, in fact, as human beings, environment it influences a whole lot. Or so most of the things we do or can do is first influenced or determined by the environment. So your purpose, look at the environment, then the triggers. Which, which is an outshoot of the environment. Certain uh, habits or certain behaviors have, uh, lend themselves or are, they, they are easier to do when certain triggers are present, right? For example, if you are in an environment where, if, let's say you, you go to a party and you know the kind of music they play at parties, they are danceable music, music that will move people to shake their bodies. You don't expect to go to a funeral and start hearing that kind of music too. You hear some mournful hints or something, which puts you in the mood, in a mournful and sorrowful mood. So those are triggers. I'm using music, but I'm talking generally. So those, those, are, those are triggers. And triggers would make your ability or your susceptibility to do certain things much more automatic. So triggers are also a component of the environment. So purpose, you have environment, then triggers, uh, I think they're more, at the, at the beginning, they're they are conscious, but they become more unconscious as time goes on. And I, may, I might be missing out a couple of those, but th these are the first two that you could say they are foundational. On these two, you build you build up every other condition or every other aspect of a good system. Yeah. Then yeah. feedback too. A system is useless without feedback. The system should have feedback mechanisms. Every every system we have in real life, your car engines and what have you, political systems, they are means of feedback. Because feedback is how the system is improved. It's how you can judge if the system is working, if the system is faulty. Your system too should have some form of feedback mechanism. In the schooling system, one of the feedback mechanisms you have are tests, continuous assessments, and exams. That's how you determine how well students are actually progressing through the system, or how how we know when students are ready to move to the next class or the next two classes, as the case may be. 
Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, for a quick definition for the people that like uh, definitions and uh, yeah, systems are actually repeated patterns. Um, repeated patterns you use to complete regular activities and routines are the activities that you maintain and do on a regular basis, right? So uh, we, we understand that we can have routines and not be mindful of them. But what we are focusing on today is how to help us be more mindful of the routines that have been uh, around our work habits and how we can be more intentional about forming them. Now, you mentioned something in passing. You mentioned having a, a goal in, in mind, right? I'd like us to explore that a little bit. Um, and yeah. um, A purpose, not a goal. Oh, goal, sorry. Goals, a yeah. goals will lead people down the wrong path. Okay, having a purpose. Yeah. And this is the new year, so most people will be thinking in line of new year <laughs> shots. <laughs> yeah. Which are famous for not working, at least for most people. Uh, all right. Okay. For for purpose, um, a personal story. Um, earlier this year, something's happened, and, and um, not too funny. Right. So, but one of the big pictures I had, right, was okay. Um, right. This year, we're going to live a healthier and more intentional. Um, I was going to be more intentional about my health and what I eat and putting hours in working out, right? So I was like, okay, that is the big picture, right? So how do I create systems and routines to make this vision or purpose I have in mind, this identity I want to have uh, of being a healthy and stronger version of myself? I discovered that um, there are a lot of things that are easy to start and there are a lot of things that are not so easy to start. You mentioned something about noticing that's, um, okay, let me just tell you how I created a system for myself um, with my running habits. What I did was um, close to my bed, right? I had my running shoes always, it's always next to my bed every single day. So when I wake up in the morning, right, I actually see my running shoes so I just wake up and um, after I do um, my um, first morning routine, the next thing I do is to put on the running shoes and my hat and cap and then just get out of the house and then start running, right? So now it, it's, that was how it started, right? What I optimized for was I, I made sure I removed any obstacle that was going to get in between me and starting this running routine. I, and I started small. I started from um, just doing 14, um, 12, 14 minutes runs. So now I can now run for like about 40 minutes. Uh, I started small. I started small. I made sure the start was really, really, I removed any obstacle that was going to get in between me and starting out. Uh, um, for some people, or relating it to work, it, it could be that you could, um, for the start of your day, you could decide to have a to-do list that is priority-based, that is um, as simple and as clear as possible. Uh, I think it was seems clear that uh, emphasized the need for clarity when we want to do something, that the problem some people think they have is lack of motivation, but what they actually have as a problem is actually not being clear about what they actually want to do. So I, I believe if we have a way or a system where you can prioritize and make um, your first tax, the uh, noticeable, it is easy to start and maintain healthy habits and work routines. Yeah, 
And what, what you just narrated is basically an example of you tweaking your environment and setting up triggers to influence to help you achieve your or to help you uh, with your with your intended habit of running. For example, like the Bible, like the sage advice in the Bible says, flee every appearance of evil. Most people, and then most people find that that advice can be, and they might think it's a funny advice because okay, you might feel you have a lot of willpower, you're strong will, but in in recent times, scientists have discovered that, or psychologists have discovered that, our willpower is a finite resource. So you see that as a, your your willpower is strongest at the beginning of the day when you're freshest, and it's at at its low at the end of the day when you you're spent by going through the day. And one way to to preserve your willpower from depletion is not having things in your environment that you have to battle against. For example, let's say somebody that is trying to quit smoking, it's not going to do. It's going to be devastating for your willpower for you to have temptations and triggers that will push you towards smoking because you're going to spend your willpower reserve very fast trying to resist such temptations and when it's done you might give in but having the right environment helps but it takes away the need for you to have to deploy your willpower so that's that aside but what you just explained is a good use case or a good example of setting up your environment for to support the intended habits or to support the intended activity. Another one that has been suggested is basically for people who want to read more, they keep a, a book by your bed. And ideally, your phone too should be far away from the bed. So when you want to go into bed, instead of picking up your phone, you pick up the book and you might read a few pages before falling asleep. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, and I also found that the, um, the uh, chain method right, of um, having uh, some way to keep a scoreboard can be really, really motivating, uh, especially for work habits that are not so, um, results that are not so apparent in that moment where you, um, execute it. Um, it, it, when you're measuring, it could help you stay motivated. Yeah. Yeah. So for and that's me, it too. It's the, or, or the corollary to that chain method is, Peer pressure. That's one of the one of the ways, the positive ways peer pressure can be deployed. If, as if people know, if if some people, the people you care about, know you're doing some things, it's going to be harder to want to, to stop. Because of course, you don't want to either let them down or you don't want to diminish your your standing in their eyes. So peer pressure is also another way to to get ourselves to keep doing what we're supposed to do. Oh, plan to do. Yeah, peer pressure. What amazing way to keep yourself accountable. <laughs> that's all these all these apps, Strava and the rest of them. That's the concept that drives the leaderboards and the sharing to social media and everything. To do that, that is just uh, those are tools to to harness positive peer pressure to get people to continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh my god, I completed the challenge on Strava and I won fifty pounds worth of um sports gear, but unfortunately I have to use it in a particular store and uh, I have to purchase something that is over two hundred um pounds. I'm like this if we are not serious. Um <laughs> Yeah, but, but uh, seeing myself win that and, and completing um a 21K in the, the 
um, period I just started, it was really, really um, incredible. Like, yeah, um, incremental victories is basically how you keep how this going. So it's incremental victories, literally bigger victories. Another thing too towards creating uh, a good system, especially when it comes to the work environment, is have a comfortable workspace. That's also is a is an aspect of the environment because a workspace. If you if you're planning to let's say if you're planning to sit down and read or you sit down and work for four hours at least minimum every day, it's going to be hard to do that in a workspace where that is not comfortable enough for you to stay four hours in. If you can only stay the maximum. You can stay in in that place is 30 minutes. Then it's going to be next to impossible to for you to to carry out your four-hour daily task that you set for yourself. So setting up a comfortable workspace, comfortable for the purpose, not necessarily. For example, when we say comfortable, we don't mean if what you want to do is the gym. Of course, making the gym comfortable does not mean carrying your bed or mats to the gym so that you can sleep. No. It means having all the necessary equipment you need to do whatever it is you want to do at the gym. So comfort is is contextual to the environment. Making a gym comfortable is different from making a reading space comfortable, yeah. and making other spaces comfortable. To to the gym and the reading space, you're not going to carry your bed. It's it's helpful if your bed is not nearby, because it's that's also what I'm working on currently, trying to. Gets gets my workspace at home set up. But if your bed is nearby, when you feel some small creak in your back, maybe like, okay, let me stretch out small. Processing, let me just put one hand and one leg on the bed, like that. Let me just arrange myself small. Let me lie down straight, straight <laughs> small. I don't want to sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, lying down straight. The next time you're blinking and waking up this morning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know this um, experience too well. Uh, yeah, okay, I also started setting up my home workspace. I got a table, like, oh my God, thanks. It, it was even a gifted table, amazing table, real tall. So now it's uh, to get the good chair now, that's the next thing in line. For me yeah, to, good chair uh, with lumbar support is very yeah. necessary and critical. I, I I got a table on Amazon, it has not gotten to me. It's an adjustable table, so it can be used as a standing table or a sitting table. Awesome, awesome. That's really, really cool. Really cool. So, um, on systems and routines, it's important that we um, keep the focus on what we want to become or the focus should be on uh, the major identity you're trying to build. You want to become a person who you want to become a runner and not just someone that um, run that runs once a day. Yeah. And um, so, sorry, going back a little. When you miss one day of your workout, you could always um, use the never miss twice in a row uh, as a mantra for yourself to get back on track. Like um, when you miss once, always get back on track. Something happened. I was ill doing one of my runs, um, but. What I told myself was like, okay, I'm not going to run as fast as I used to run. I'm going to run a short distance in this um, period where I'm um, actually recovering. But what I discovered was um, one, uh, after I ran for a while, that day was the day I ran the longest distance I've ever run. The day I was not healthy, like that was the day I still ran the longest distance. Like, uh, okay. So it, it was a mind thing for me. So that, that's really cool. So it's important we, we, we systemize stuff. We, we put things in our routines and remove 
as much as possible, remove friction, anything that could be like, um, make, let's make our good habits easier, good work habits easier, and put more steps between us and the bad habits, um, bad work habits. Yeah, and also when you talk about, you talk about identity, that's also another essential or integral component of not, not just systems, but fulfilling a particular purpose. It's easier to fulfill a particular purpose or do something when you see yourself. You already see yourself as that thing or somebody who does that thing rather than somebody who will do that thing. For example, I think uh, in James Clear, talks, uh, in, uh, in his book Atomic Habits, about it's easier for people who see themselves as non-smokers to quit smoking rather than somebody who is trying to quit smoking. But somebody who is trying to quit smoking is currently a smoker, has the identity of a smoker. So identity, yeah, it's, it's a very powerful and integral concept, concept, not just applied to systems. We find out that the, the basic thing or the most important thing religion and cults and groups, cultures work on first is the identity. Everything flows from the identity. True, true, very true. And on identity, uh, there's, there's this concept of casting votes for the person you want to become. And for every good work habit you develop, you're casting a vote for the type of person you are becoming. So it's a good thing to just stack up and stack up and stack up evidence that you're voting and, and doing those things that the person you want to become would always do. So that I, I believe that's an, a, a really, really super important part of it. Yeah. Uh, for closing words, I would say um, your systems and routines, they would not be perfect initially. Don't expect them to be, right? But the goal is that you have something, you have a process in place that you could always look back on. And like Boss said earlier, you get feedback. So you could always iterate and improve on what is working and, and what's not working in your systems and routines. So don't expect them to be perfect at the start. But... Um, marginal gains are really, really compounding and tremendous. So with time, you would improve on your processes. Yeah, well, of course, it's a given that you shouldn't expect your systems to be perfect. That is the job of the feedback system or the feedback loop to help point out areas and the magnitude of improvement that is needed in a particular system. So today we've basically looked at the fundamentals of every good system, the basis, the foundations of, upon which the individual tactics that might be that might be applicable to your particular scenario, the work, of course, it's 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 going to be too shallow for us to come and give you a ten steps to do do like this, do like that, like 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 you see on all these uh, productivity and blogs and such on the internet. But the foundational systems are they cut across every Spare every every area of practice, and then you can now apply the the tactics that are that are unique to or that are applicable to your particular situation. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Like it's yeah, yeah, it's contextual. So contextualize it in your own situation and make the best of it. Right? Awesome, awesome. Whoa, uh, thank you, thank you so much, boss. It's going to be a super, super amazing year. I know that I can feel it. I'm talking about systems. Well, one, like we said, one, every good system will have feedback. So everybody, if, uh, or most of our listeners, if not all, should have gotten some good or not so good feedback from last year, the happenings of last year. And if you know, if you see, okay, the happenings of last year should have showed you yeah, the areas of fragility of your 
your revenue system or your income system and all such. So a good way to make sure that this year is better is to work on those feedback. If your if last year had showed you okay that your your source of income is very fragile and it's it's very susceptible to such shocks, then you should look for ways to beef it up or augment it. So that's that is that is a that is a way a good way to start to start working on systems or start working on on your life systems. Uh, yeah, very true, very true. Awesome, awesome. This year we have many, many things in store. Um, we will definitely work out plenty, plenty more details on how um, we are going to be moving forward this year. But trust me, it's going to be an interesting ride. All right. Um, thank you so much for your time today. Please remember that you uh, can subscribe to this podcast. You can share this podcast to your friends and families if you've gotten value from today's episode. You can also reach us, um, reach us on Twitter. I, I am at BrightCMeka and at UK Chucks. Tell us what you think about your own routines and systems, what is working and what's not working. And um, let us um, continue this conversation right, and, and keep it ongoing. You could also reach out to us on our email. It is at um, it is thecreativeschronicles at gmail.com. Right? Remember to always be creating go out today and create awesomeness. Happy New Month and um, we would see you next week. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.